Hello everybody, I'm Matt Micucci and you are listening to Jazz His Travel. Hello everybody, Jazz is Online Editor Matt Bikucci here, welcoming you to a new episode of Jazz is Travel. This is our weekly podcast series where we explore the significance of jazz and creative music in different parts of the world, its intersection with music traditions of various cultures, and talk with, or about, groundbreaking and innovative artists. Hiromi Uehara, better known simply as Hiromi, is a virtuoso pianist, composer, and a force of nature. Her latest project, Silver Lining Suite, is out now on Telarc and was inspired by the emotional toll of the pandemic. It's a breathtaking blend of jazz invention and classical composition, as well as a collaboration with violinist Tatsuo Nishie, concertmaster of the New Japan Philharmonic. It was he who put together a string quartet for this project, the birth of which can be traced back to Hiromi's series of concerts and live streams, Save Live Music, at the Blue Note Tokyo in her native Japan during the months of the pandemic. So without further ado, fire up on audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Here is our conversation with Hiromi. Hiromi, welcome to Jazz is Travel. Thank you. It's a real pleasure to speak with you. I've been along, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours, and uh, you're just about to release uh, your new album, Silver Lining Suite, which is, uh, I had listened to it and I thought it was great. But a uh, little icebreaker question, kind of something that we do here at the podcast series. Uh, what part of the world are you speaking from right now? Uh, new York City. All right. Okay, cool. And uh, what's the weather like right now as we're speaking? Oh, it's sunny and really nice weather. 
And like I said, you know, this uh, new album that you are at the time of recording uh, about to release, it's just a fantastic record. Now, I understand that it was very much inspired by your experiences of living through the pandemic, right? Yes. Yeah, I started writing the songs um, since March 2020 when my tour all got cancelled or extended, I mean, postponed. And so where did you find yourself? What part of the world did you find yourself in? Uh, I was in Tokyo. I have place to live in Tokyo and New York currently, so it's like two homes now. Okay. But when the pandemic started, I was actually on the road um, on in San Francisco. I was touring Bay Area, and okay. I was about to start the tour in U.S. and Canada. Um, then it all got cancelled. What was your immediate initial reaction to to the pandemic and to all the news? You know, thinking back to those times. Well, I mean, many things were really uncertain. So, I mean, I was worried. I wasn't sure how long it's going to last. But honestly, in the beginning, I didn't think it would last that long. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the title of this work, Silver Lining uh, uh, Sweet, it kind of just, you know, uh, evokes a sense of hope, though. Uh, did mm-hmm. you feel that all the way through? I think as most of the musicians have been doing, I was just... um you know, trying to find what I could do under the circumstances. And, you know, I mean, in the beginning, only thing I could do is just staying at home and practicing and writing music. Mm-hmm. And I always loved, you know, I had passion for writing music, but um, right. I really felt like that was something that I could really uh, feel hope, hope for, like, the writing music was kind of only hope that I had that time. Yeah. So I just kept writing and writing, you know, just about all my emotional journey since it started. And then in the months following, a few uh, other projects too. I mean, the Save Live mu- uh, music series uh, was also really interesting. How, how did that kind of begin and how did you get working on it? Well, um, that started, uh, it was just like a collaboration of work with the club Blue Note Tokyo and um you know the Blue Note Tokyo is one of the most prestigious club in Japan and they usually invite most of the musicians from abroad but of course none of the musicians couldn't travel and still can't travel to Japan much because we have like two weeks of self-quarantine and stuff and that's kind of making it impossible for musicians to travel to and do you know some gigs so I you know they had so much cancellations and uh, they couldn't open the club for a while. And it was just, you know, I wanted to do something that I could do. I, I was just trying to find the way to help them. And, uh, you know, I just said, okay, I will just play, you know, whenever you need me because I'm doing, you know, I'm just stuck here. And, um, if you have like council dates, then I will play, you know. And so for the first run, I did like 16 days, 32 shows with half capacity because um, the government was limited, limiting the capacity of the venue. And uh, then the second one, I did 18 days, 36 shows. Wow. Yeah. So I've been doing like about 80 shows so far. Wow, wow, yeah, that's that's uh, that's cool. Uh, another thing that I really enjoyed was the one-minute portraits. Uh, yeah, that they one, fun, I, yeah. I did that from 
uh, May to August last year. And yeah. I was, uh, you know, just, I was talking to my friends, musicians, and see what they're up to. I mean, everybody was in the same situation that, you know, they were stuck at home and not doing much. And I said, okay, let's do something just to inspire us and also something, you know, fun to listen to for the music fans. And, um, you know, I came up with this idea of writing a one-minute song because the the Instagram, the post only allowed one minute you know, right, to yeah. video. So I thought it's a, that's a good, you know, package. <laughs> sure, yeah, and, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I wrote one minute song for yeah, eight musicians. Um Edma Castaneda, Simon Phillips, Steve Smith, um Shasol, Adrian Perod, Robert Trujillo, Avishai Cohen. Stefano Bolani. <laughs> that's some great. Uh, that's a great cast of musicians there. No, but it's interesting, and I and I kind of brought that up too because uh, of something else, like the word portrait, uh, inspired mm-hmm. me to ask you this question because I've heard you uh, in the past uh, refer to uh, when when you're ta- speaking about music, your music, and just music in general, also referring to words like uh, colors and tone. And I wondered whether, you know, you saw that as a whole thing and whether you, you have a sort of a visual approach to music, would you say? Yeah, I do see landscapes and colors in music, like when I write. And actually, it's always easier to write when I have a like clear visual image. It's always like writing for um, kind of personal soundtrack, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, returning to Silver Landing Suite, that's kind of what it is. It's a, it's, it is a personal landscape, at least the starting point of it is, and then maybe it becomes something else uh, as, it, as it goes on, right? Mm-hmm. This is also a collaboration with uh, Tatsuo Nishie. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did that collaboration with him uh, begin, and, and especially uh, uh, for this record? Because, of course, you know, for those uh, who are listening and uh, who, who uh, don't know yet, he is the concertmaster of the New Japan Philharmonic and mm-hmm. also assembled a string quartet uh, for, for this project. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it all started from the project that I talked about earlier, the Save Live Music. Um, right. It went... I did the first run just all solo, and um, when I was um, planning the second run, I wanted to do something different from solo, you know, and I was just thinking, what can I do under these circumstances? Because, you know, all the musicians I've been playing with couldn't travel uh, to, you know, Tokyo, so I was just trying to find, so who do I want to play with? What you know, in what format do I want to play with? And I was actually at Blue Note Tokyo when I was thinking about that and just, you know, s- sitting in one of the chairs at Blue Note Tokyo and just looking at the stage, just imagining what do I want to do on this stage. Then I suddenly uh, had this idea of piano and string quartet and because I always loved the sound of strings and I always had passion to write for strings, I did write an orchestral uh, scores and stuff. So I'm like, oh, maybe that can work. So I asked the staff at the Blue, the on, actually the audio engineer at the Blue Note Tokyo, said, can you just uh, randomly place the four chairs on the stage next to the piano? And I, you know, I'm just looking at the 
empty pianos bench and the four empty seats and I started to hear the music. Ah, uh, yeah, it's gonna, yeah, it, it, I think it's gonna work. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I'm, then I, you know, so who, who can I play with? And I thought about this uh, concert master from New Japan Philharmonic, who I played with in 2015. And he had really, he was very curious in all kinds of music and he had broad view towards all genres. So I thought I, he would be perfect for this music. So I contacted him and uh, I asked for some recommendations for the other instruments, you know, the, for the full string quartet members. Then he assembled the quartet and, um, he asked me, so what do you want to play with, with piano and string quartet at Bruno Tokyo? So I said, uh, that I'm going to write from now on. <laughs> so I just started composing and, you know, after I talked to him and when after I assembled the members and that which, you know, it was kind of, I felt really hopeful to keep being inspired under yeah. this um, situation because, you know, you had, like everybody was stuck at home and you cannot, you know, just casually hang out with anybody and the only thing I could do is writing music and but I had something that I felt excited about you know like just feeling that something is about to be created and I'm like I'm about to give birth to something you know that feeling was really hopeful and I was just looking for hope all these times uh, so from what you're saying, uh, I, I understand that uh, the opposite of that, the opposite of hopefulness uh, would be for you an inability to create. Mm -hmm. So as long as you can create, you still have hope and you still have energy even. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, I was kind of lost a place to release my energy because I lost the chance to performing, you know, and... Yeah writing music and just hoping that this music will be heard someday by the audience and just imagining that was really hopeful. The song you are hearing just now is Hiromi's 
Earlier composition, 11.49pm, aptly reinterpreted for her new album Silver Lining Suite, out now. Devised for a series of limited capacity and live-streamed concerts at the Blue Note Tokyo, Silver Lining Suite blurs the lines between classical music and jazz, crafting a vibrant hybrid possessed of the fervent, rock-inspired energy and cinematic beauty that Hiromi has always instilled in her music. Here is the second part of our conversation with Hiromi. We talked about traveling, or I guess the lack of traveling, and how this too also inspired, I guess, the project. Uh, of course, you know, traveling is an integral part of a touring and globetrotting musician uh, such as yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, but does traveling also inspire your art? Or to put it in another way, is it true what people say that travel broadens the mind? Y yes, I mean, at least to me, yeah. I mean, just traveling and of course seeing a bunch of different architectures and landscapes you know that that's amazing that's really inspiring and also just talking to people just meeting the people from you know where you didn't grow up with it's really it's so fresh you know what they how they see the life and it's completely different yes. everywhere i go so that's really inspiring is there a place that you can think of that you were in and that you were uh, particularly inspired from, perhaps even in an unexpected way? It's, um, there, I mean, de depends, but I'm always really fascinated by, you know, how Italian people live their life. <laughs> I there, like, you know, I was, like, I, I remember I went there and I lost my uh, suitcase because the airline lost it and... I was oh, like no. really, really worried, like I don't have nothing to wear tonight and blah, blah, blah. And, and that this um, promoter of the show said, only thing you have to fear about is death, no worries. <laughs> like <laughs> the, They just love music. They just, you know, they love, I don't know, they enjoy life so much. Food, yes. music, love, amour, you know, just amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born in Italy, so it's nice to hear that. <laughs> it's true. Ah, it's, yeah. uh, art is a hugely important part of Italian life, even even uh, when people are not aware of it. It's everywhere. Uh, you walk oh, around so any city mm. in in Italy, and you can see buildings and uh, and architecture. You can't escape. Oh, it's it. amazing. Yeah. yeah, the history of it is amazing. You know, like right. all the sculpture and everything. To return to the theme of hope, actually, that is you know, obviously, as the title suggests, key in your new album. I've been a, a long-time fan of yours, like I said. So whenever I watch your performances, uh, your concert performances, I also notice that there is like a physical element to them. Like you're moving, you're smiling, and you kind of appear to be lost in the music a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, this is kind of maybe an abstract question, but how would you describe what happens when you're sitting behind a piano and you're you're playing a piece of something? And is there something even spiritual that happens? Do you in that moment become the music? You know, the funny thing is, I'm always uh, pointed out that you know how how I play and um, how a like active I am, like when I perform. 
But uh-huh. I, I don't real honestly, I don't realize any of them. It's like so naturally there, and I just perform, and it just happened to be like that. And I just feel like I'm just connected to the piano. Like I, yeah. I just become somebody, some something else. You know, yeah. like it's like me plus piano. Like it's like something else. <laughs> I know it's like it's hard to. Ex- yes. Like more I get into music, it's harder to. And understand from where is piano and from where is me. It's like like deeply connected. It's really weird. <laughs> you become one with the piano. Yeah, we become one. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, anyways, when I look at the titles of uh, Silver Lining Suite, uh, the album, I see such titles as isolation, uncertainty, fortitude. Uh, these are words that, at least in my mind, evoke strong images and feelings. Uh, so mm-hmm. that kind of makes me uh, ask you, do you feel like your interest in jazz uh, was partly inspired by your desire to musically evoke feelings and emotions? Well, I always loved the improvisation, you know, and jazz music is a lot to do with improvisation. And I just love the art of improvisation. You just play what you feel at the moment and it requires so much focus and discipline and you you know kind of express what you really experiencing at the very moment from everything you've experienced it's very interesting form yeah. of art i think it's really emotional and personal you know uh this is just out of curiosity one of the tracks is titled 11 uh, 49 p.m and mm-hmm. i believe it's an a reinterpretation of an earlier work right uh from mm-hmm. a previous do, I, I've, I've always been curious to ask you do, do you feel like this is an important time of the night or day or night for you i mean would you consider yourself a night owl <laughs> well um the reason why i titled the piece like uh in 2012 album the move uh, the album was about um, the kind of I was writing the music for a day, whole day, and actually that track it comes in the end. Oh. And uh, when I recorded the piece, and there is a you know a lot of uh, improvisational part, and it just happened to be eleven minutes. And uh, you know in the end there is like a chime just uh, tells you the midnight, and that's why I called it eleven forty nine. Because uh-huh. uh, the piece was eleven minutes, but um, uh, when I recorded the piece in two thousand twelve with my trio, um, I was uh, recording with my emotions uh, being. I hope this night won't end. I, like I, I hope this night, like beautiful night, lasts forever. Right. You know, because I love that time of um, the day, but this time, just you know. I was kind of um, feeling it's like an endless night, this pandemic, you know. And yeah. uh, this time when I recorded this piece, I was um, kind of recording this with the emotions of the sun will rise again, you know, mm-hmm. that the night will end somehow with midnight will come and then morning will come. So it's it's really different types of emotions even though it's the same song so it was really interesting yeah the promise of a new day beginning yes 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I wondered about that because, of course, uh, one of my favorite uh, artists ever is George Gershwin. And uh, I always read that he, he often stated that he was most creative at night. Incidentally, and this could be like our final question because we have <laughs> exceeded our time. And uh, But it's been such a fascinating conversation, you know. And mm-hmm. so once he once said, uh, life is a lot like jazz. It's best when you improvise. Would you mm-hmm. agree with that statement? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, because it's, life is like an improvisation, mm. you know, like it's, you conversate with people, that's an improvisation, you bump into people, that's improvisation, you know, you improvise your life, even if you're going through the same routine, the same day will never come again. So it's, it's, you know, I think it's just a nature of human being. <laughs> Right. Well, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Great. you enjoyed our conversation with Hiromi, whose new album, Silver Lining Suite, is out now, and for all you vinyl heads out there, a 2LP vinyl set of this record is scheduled for release later in the year. Join me again next week for more globetrotting conversations with, or about, groundbreaking and innovative artists on a new episode of Jazz Is Travel. In the meantime, why not check out more content on jazzis.com? our regularly updated website with features, news, reviews, and more for the jazz newbies and the jazz aficionados. And of course, you get even more exciting exclusive content when you subscribe. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikucci signing off. See you soon. Yeah.